the truth. You can't handle the truth. Talk the talk. Do you walk the walk? Good, good day, active uh, listeners. I'm back. Um, I had a few weeks of COVID, had a bit of fatigue, a little bit of snotty nose, but I'm back on Walk the Talk with uh, Pastor K. And today I have Luando, uh, the guy who used to do Let's Talk Show. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it actually sounds similar, you know? Really? Let's Walk the Talk, Let's Talk. Is that what your that show was called? Yeah, okay, that's okay. what the show was about. Yeah, I'm, I'm Luando. So uh, most people, in fact, the presenters uh, for Active FM, they know me. So they, they actually respect me you already, you because my so? show was very <laughs> profound. <laughs> it was radical. Okay, that's awesome. Yes, yes, Pastor Kenny. So good to see you guys. And uh, I see we've got a, let's call them a studio audience there. I think one day we need a big studio audience and we do something live we yeah. really ask some difficult questions. Today nice. I want to speak about something very specific which has been on my mind. It's Im- your imagination. Yeah. And how your imagination can actually drive you insane. And wh- why I want to speak about this, I was talking to a young lady the other day. And I could see she's just, she's like withdrawn. You know when people are together, they're loud and talking and that. But I could see this, this young lady, she was like that. But then when it came to just sitting down and talking normally, she would, would withdraw. Yeah. So she was loud and vibrant. But then when, when it came to intimate talk or, you know, how things at home and that, she would look down and she couldn't look at me. She couldn't look at my eyes. She was like, you know, and then I, my wife was with me and I said to my wife, what's going on here? And it built down to this. She thought that she was ugly. She, in her mind... Because after like weeks of trying to figure out what's going on with this young lady, yeah. she, she said to my wife, uh, she just feels very ugly. And yeah. I was like, what? And then I thought to myself, I wonder how many other people actually feel that what they look like is not right. True. So your physical, physical body, mm. um, some, some girls, they stop eating because they want to be so thin, you know, you know. And then you get some others that are... They just like eating and they're putting on weight and they're happy with themselves, but some aren't. And what is the, the issue there? And, and I believe it's the imagination. That they start to imagine they're looking like something else. They look in the mirror and they don't like the size of their ears, their nose. And it can even stem back to racism. Um, I was looking at a, a young lady. They were putting all this cream on them to make their skin whiter. <laughs> and I, I said, what are, what are you doing for this one? She said, no, I want to be accepted. <laughs> You know what? God has created us in his image. Yeah. When we're saying I'm not happy with my image, we're actually saying to God, listen, what you made a mistake here. And I used to tell my youth, or I still tell them, if, you, if you're ugly, I will tell you. Mm. If, you. if you're not attractive, I will tell you. If you need to lose weight, I will tell you. Mm. Because I have that relationship with people that I'm not judging them, I'm trying to help them. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and... and I look at people, there's, in my lifetime, I don't think I've met an ugly person. I've got a friend of mine, if, if, you, if I walk with him in the street, I always tell him, walk that side. He's so good looking. He, he was Mr. South Africa. 
I tell him, walk that side. I don't want to walk next to you because I feel ugly next to you. Okay. So, so some people take the imagination of what they think. Have you ever walked into a room and people were talking, and as you walked in, the room went silent? Yeah. You like, I've experienced that. Were they, were they talking about me? You can do two things with that. You can say, were they talking about me or they stopped to greet me? Mm. A lot of people will walk up out of that room and go, those people were talking about me. And what they do is they take it, put it in their imagination, and they start eating on it. Mm. I wonder what they were saying. And my other friend was sitting there. Was he talking about me also? And you start to mull on you, you, that little thought, that little imagination of somebody was looking at me and thinking funny of me can become such a massive thing. Mm. In the end of the day, they may not have even thought of you. But your imagination can run wild with you. And I'm thinking when I was younger, I used to have very bad skin and pimples. I still get pimples. I'm 55. Mm. Uh, it bugged me. It used to bug the living hell out of me. And, and it was embarrassing for me. But people never saw it. People that love you, you know, it was just, uh, it's you. So sometimes, and I want to speak to the youth, even in our, our nation, we've come through a thing of even black and white, where we felt white was more superior than black. It's an imagine, you're imagining that. You, you know, you, can't, you mustn't take what people say to you. You mustn't take the way they look at you and mull on that. What is the word mull? It means to chew over. It's like a toffee. Yeah. If you chew that toffee long enough, you're going to pull a filling out. It creates other problems. So you're chewing on this thing, chewing, and, and, and it just becomes this huge thing, and perhaps it's not a huge thing. I've seen there's a school where they're having massive problems. There's people rioting there. Um, some of the kids were told they can't cut their hair in a certain manner mm. and others were allowed. And I'm thinking, are they, are they serious? Are these people serious? How? I know when I was in school, you had to have short backs, no sides. It was like, mm. that's it. And girls, ponytails, and that's it. We, we need to start, stop imagining that we are things that we are not. Stop putting that thing on yourself. I'm not good enough. I'm fat. I'm too thin. My ears are too big. I can check my body. There's a lot of things that I would like to change in my physical body. Mm. So there's different ways. You can eat less. Okay, you can lose weight. You can maybe go to gym, put on a bit of weight. But there's certain things that God has given you that you will never change. Yeah. If you want to be taller, maybe just go buy a shoe with a heel. I don't know. You know, I've got a friend that's seven foot two. He battles with his heart. There's so many short people that wish they were his heart. He battles. If he stands by a door, he's a head taller than the door. He battles. His knees are sore. He, he just battles carrying that huge body around. Mm. So we have this imagination, oh, I'm short. If I only was taller, life would be better. Yeah. I can tell you now, when you were taller, there's going to be something else. What you need to start with, and this is what I want to have a conversation with you as well. W your value is not in how you look. It's not in your heart. It's not in your shortness. It's not in your skin color. It's not the curls in your hair or the straightness of your hair. The value that you give yourself first with God can change your life. If you can say to yourself, my God created me in his image first and start to see the value that you are, your life will change. Then what people say doesn't matter. Maybe people that are, are close to you, that love you and say something. Maybe they say, hey, listen, your hair, you need a haircut or you need to change this. They do it in love. That's different. The thing is this. If I, if I look at 
uh, my niece sent me something on TikTok the other day. I was blown away because I don't go on TikTok about uh, how the body image is so prevalent amongst Christian people, mm. uh, amongst our youth. It's a massive problem because those other people are now looking at themselves in the mirror and saying, I don't look like that. And then you get these little apps that you go on your phone. They, the girls are changing the size of their lips, the size of their ears, the color. I, I'm, I mean, the other day I met this girl. She says, I'm on your Facebook. I'm like, I don't know you. And she <laughs> showed me a picture. I was like, hey, it's not you. <laughs> and, so, and Satan is using this thing to make people yeah. feel inferior. This thing is far greater than, than racism, I can tell you that now, about skin color. It's, gr it's far mm. greater because it's impacting every nation girls want bigger lips and I'm, I'm looking at these things and i think okay it's funny you can you know you can change it. it's funny this and that but is that person let's say a young lady that wants to look like somebody and she she's so obsessed with it that she starts taking a profile picture and imagining herself to look like that mm. and all of our god created her like this mm. so maybe i can ask you that question have you ever had that thought i'm not yeah I'm, i must do something here or have you ever had a thought that you're not good enough in some aspect of your life and later on you realize, but hold on, it actually doesn't matter? I think, honestly, it's, it's um, one thing that I've, um, I've battled with for a, a long time. Because um, being in high school, yeah. you, you find yourself uh, under pressure, you know, and... Um, so you you sort of absorb this whole you know the trend in school to to a point now because you i think the biggest thing you want to be accepted by other people yeah. and like you were speaking about this whole racism thing is that now whatever that you absorb the the, the trend now it exists in you so you sort of have racism within you towards yeah. yourself yeah so um it, it's you know you get to a point where you 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 reject yourself so i hope that answers your question mm, yeah yeah so i have a youngster in my church and as far back as i can remember he always wears a beanie he forever has a beanie on winter summer don't matter it's baking outside he's got a beanie on sure. and one day i zipped his beanie because i like to tease people so i just took his beanie he was so upset mm. And then I realized that this guy's like properly upset. He's not just upset that I took his beanie. When I sat down and I said, my buddy, you, you reacted wrong there. He says, but you don't understand. He says, my hair, he says, I've got black hair and I don't want black hair. I was like, what? I couldn't. And I mean, this kid would stand up and talk in front of our youth and inspire them. Uh, studying, brilliant, just doing so well at school. Yeah. But that one thing. Mm. And then... I started going back. Okay, where did it start? What happened? And it was his sister. When he was very young, she would say to him, "You stop combing your hair, leave your hair. You're not ever going to have straight, nice hair. Mm. And, and it, she actually mentioned a racist thing to him. Yeah. And he just felt like, you know, and I, I was shocked. I said to him, it makes you who you are. Yeah. I said, you are. That is who you are. I said, I couldn't imagine you with straight blonde hair. Mm. And he's a, he's a, a dark boy. So I'm looking and I'm just thinking of all these things and I'm thinking back to when I was a youngster. How do you fit in? I never had clothes. We grew up very poor. Mm. So I would always have me hand-me-down clothes. So my, uh, somebody would give it to our family. My brother would wear it. 
And then when it was a little bit too small for him, I would get it. So I always had bad clothes. And even today, I love shoes because my first pair of new shoes that I bought, I was 23 years old. Mm. I never had shoes. I always had shoes with holes in the soles. And so even today, if I look at my cupboard, yes, I've got boots and shoes like, you know, they talk about mm. women with shoes. Mm. I've got three times more shoes than my wife has got. <laughs> Actually, maybe even more. So I realized and I started thinking, why am I like that with shoes? Because I mm. never had. As a kid, I never had shoes. Walk around barefoot. And, and that impacts you. You start imagining that mm. people are now judging you because that mm. you don't have. And it's true. If you don't have, people will judge you. Yeah. So the imagination that I had when I was a youngster, I, I imagined stuff that never, ever came to pass. Mm. Never, ever. And I want to speak to the youth of South Africa today, whoever's listening to this. The things you think of yourself that are wrong, I can tell you now, you probably, you probably got it so wrong. Yeah. And, the, you know, the evil one wants you to think you're not good enough. You know, if, if I gave you a, a sports car, you'd clean that thing inside and polish it outside. Because why? It's got a value. There's a valuable thing. If you've got a, a diamond ring, you'll clean it before you put yeah. it on. You'll put it in the last place. What is your value? And has somebody robbed you of your value? Yeah. Has somebody said something to rob you of your value? I know I grew up in an in era where I couldn't read and write properly. And I was, yes, I, it was pressure from all sides. My parents, the teachers, the mm. school. They always told me, you're going to grow up to be a nothing. Okay. The good thing with that was, I said, I'm going to show you. Mm. But what happens if you maybe haven't got the personality that you're going to get up and dust yourself off and say, hey, mm. I'm going to show you guys. What happens if you take that thing? You say, yeah, you know what, I'm not good enough. Because you've allowed your imagination to take it to a point. And and if you're battling with this thing, if you're even battling with racism, um, you know, the other day a, a friend of mine used a, a, a word that we're not allowed to use in South Africa. Mm. And I looked at him. I said, what did you just say? And he's a black man. I was shocked. Mm. I said to him, you can't use that word. He said, I can. I'm black. I said to him, but you can't. I said, that word, just <laughs> you can't use it. Yeah. And I, I thought... In his mind, he says, it's okay to say that. Mm. I'm saying it's not. It's never okay. There's certain words in our country that we should not be using. Mm. You know, I'm looking at Julius Malema uh, sitting, you know, in that court case that he's busy with now. As much as there's words that hurt black people, there's hurt, hurt words that hit wh white people as well. Mm. We should just come to a conclusion and say, listen, these words, sorry, we don't use them anymore in our country. Yeah. There should be healing that's going on there but they've allowed their imagination to take them away to another place. Yeah. The Bible is very clear. And, and I was having a debate with a guy the other day, and he was talking about the God of the Bible, and he mentioned stuff that's not even in the Bible. So I said to him, you've just imagined a God that doesn't exist. You've created God in your image. We, we are created in his image. Mm. Doesn't matter what color, what creed, where you come from. If you're a human being, God has created you in his image. Do you know your value? Do you know how valuable you are to God first? Do you know how valuable you are? I look at this ministry. I look at the young people around you. Do you know how valuable you guys are? Sitting, doing what they're doing behind the sound desk and that. Mm. They don't understand the value because if they're not doing it, who's going to do it? In 10 years' time, you look back and you'll understand that the things you're busy going through now can either make you or break you. 
There's stuff I can say on here mm. that might hurt somebody so much. If I say the wrong thing or I become arrogant or racist or something, it can affect someone for the rest of their life. We've got to be very careful what we allow yeah. into our eyes, our ears, and into our hearts. Mm. The things people speak over us, we need to be very careful. We say, okay, hold on, where is that coming from? When people get angry, they say stupid, stupid things. Mm. We forgive them and we move on and we, we do not take that to heart. Yeah. Going back to these young ladies that I see sometimes, they're dressing so that a man can see everything. Do you know why? She doesn't know the value of that. Mm. She doesn't understand that the, the thing that she's advertising there is for her husband one day. It's for her husband. One partner, one husband, one wife. Mm. We created in God's image to be together, one woman, one man. So I'll give you another example of, a, of an imagination. My sister-in-law the other day was sick. She couldn't breathe. And I was driving with her. We were, we were going somewhere, and she was waiting for her COVID test. And she was convinced that she had COVID. She couldn't breathe. She was I can't breathe like this. The test came through. You haven't got COVID. Within two minutes, she went, I can breathe. Her imagination drove her into a place where she yeah. couldn't breathe. Our imagination is so powerful. So, so very powerful. I think of Nelson Mandela that became our president. At some point in his life, there must have been somebody that said to him, you know what, you, you can become whatever, whatever you like. Mm. He took it, he said, I'm going to become the president of South Africa. He, he, there must have been somewhere, somehow, something that was said and he imagined it. Mm. So your imagination can do two things. It can make you become bitter, angry, you look at yourself you don't like yourself or you can take that thing and challenge yourself you can say i'm going to show you or somebody says you can become anything you like you say really can i yeah and they do it yeah. i've got a nephew uh, he was adopted into our family he said to me at the age of six he remembers sitting there going i want what these people have got we didn't have much but what he saw was the positiveness he saw we don't let, our family don't let anything get us down. We take, we go, you work, you do, you push. Mm. He says, I wanted that. Today, he's done very well for himself mm. because he realized, I can do this. If he can do it, I can do it. Mm. You look at these young men here. There's nothing they can't achieve. They can do anything they want to do. It just starts with that day. Imagine if I start studying and I want to be a lawyer. It starts with that one thought. Yeah. Now, I can say, ah, you'll never do it. He can take it and say, okay, I'm not going to do it. Or he can say, really? I'll show you. It's a split second of a decision of what are you going to say to this person? What am I going to do with my life? What is your value? Right now, do you feel valuable to anybody? Some people treat other people more valuable than themselves. They hold people to a higher regard than their actual selves. Mm. We need to be so careful what we wake up in the morning believing about ourselves. Mm. There's, there's so many people that have done so well for themselves. They come out of squatter camps, come out of squalor. I grew up in Bella Vista where the poor people were. It was just poverty. And I knew at a young age, I, I, I don't want to just be this for the rest of my life. And I need to be 
something more. Yeah. And the biggest thing that helped me through that, at a very young age, I met the Lord. So right through my life, I always had that, I'm, I'm going to say that person, because I had a personal relationship with me. When I had a problem, I would speak to him. When I had an emotional problem, I would speak to him. Looking back, I knew that there was a God when I was six years old. I knew that I knew. Mm. No one could take that away from me. That's why it's so important to, to impact our youth in this nation, to let them know there is a God. You are created in his image, and you are so, so valuable. Mm. Change the value of who you are. Mm. Just think about this, and I'll, I'll speak to you. Imagine if you weren't here today. If you said, today I'm walking away from everything. Do you think people would miss you? Yeah. They would. Because mm. you've got a value. There's young men that, that, that cling to you and say, yeah, I've got a problem, help me. Mm. Your family. Think about your family. You know, one day when you've got kids, the value that you have as a father is massive. But in our country, we, we, don't, we don't actually speak enough about the value of the man in the house. The value of a mother, what she can do for a family. Mm. And, and I wanted to say to someone out there that if you're battling with your image, if you're battling to think, am I really that value? I want to tell you something. You can do great and mighty things. Mm. One of the greatest things that you can do on this planet is when, one day when you're married is to have a child and to bring that child up in a godly way. That that child grows up knowing, listen, there is a God. I can do all things through him. Mm. Just knowing that, that, that. And when tough times come, not to give up, to say, no, I'm valuable. I'm going through something, but I have a value. Yeah. Is there something you want to add? I think we, you said it all. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said it all. Uh, I want to I read a scripture here. It says this. Um, it's in 2 Corinthians 10, 5. It says, cast down your imaginations. In easy terms, when that thought comes, say, hey, move away here. There's, a, there's, a, there's an Afrikaans word that that no one else in the world understands it. It's the word futsek. Mm. Okay? When that thought comes, you say, hey, futsek, I don't want you here in my life. Mm. When that negative thought comes, ah, you're not good enough, you're not going to make it. I don't receive that thought. I don't. Mm. And I, in the situation that I am in uh, as a pastor, many times people have said bad things or accused you of different things. I don't accept that, that thought. When they say it, while they're saying it, I make the decision to forgive them. I forgive them. I don't tell them how I forgive you. I just say, as they speak in, I say, okay, that person's angry. Sometimes when they're angry with God, they come and challenge me and say ugly things to me. Mm. I don't receive it. I say, I forgive them. I'm not that. It says, uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every thought that you think bad of yourself. Take it and say, why am I feeling this? Where does this thing come from? Is it something in my family that we've just accepted over the years? I'm not accepting that anymore. I'm a child of God. I have a value in the kingdom of God. Above all, almighty God values me. He's put me on this planet at this time for a specific purpose. Mm. What is my purpose? First. Honor God. Love him with everything that is within you. And love your neighbor as yourself. Now, you put clothes on this morning. You, you made sure you were neat and you had a shower. Mm. That's how much we must love our neighbor. We're not going to go shower our neighbor. 
but we must make sure that the people around us that we love are clothed and fed like we feed ourselves mm. and clothe ourselves. Once you start to put a value in another person, you will gain your value. Mm. You will get your value. You will know. I'm a valuable person in society. I'm a valuable in the kingdom of God. I've seen people that come from, from being adopted or they never had mother and father. As soon as they realize that they've got a father in heaven and that they're special, mm. things change. Things change. And I can see I'm already out of time. I've been talking a long time. And I've got a few minutes. Is there anything you'd like to ask or add? Anything? I think um, what, what we preach, it's more of what instead of how. And um, like with uh, what you're speaking about imagination, you know, uh, if someone is out there, I know you spoke about uh, love God, honor God, mm. but being more practical, you know, uh, uh, being more practical because with imagination itself, uh, there's, there's no restrictions. Mm. The moment a word is like a platform for you to that you just think on, you know, and you carry on. There's no there's no limit, and the only limit I can say it's it's the other word, which in itself it's nature, it's righteousness. You see what? I'm, so I think that's the only limit to that imagination, mm. you know. So most of the times is that we you hear like you know, don't have sex before marriage. <laughs> But how? How? You know what I'm saying? Practical. You know? How do you do it? <laughs> how do I think right? So most of the times, what, I, what, what we hear most of the times is that, you know, we're always taught that, you know, this you mustn't do. But the question is, how do you stop? How? You know, so uh, I, I think uh, it's a question that I, I, I have for you, you know, um, how? What, what is something that's, that's actually practical? Because yeah. I, I think I've mentioned before that um, two things... Uh, that you we have and they, they're very very crucial your mind and and, and your heart but mm. they they all sort of like sinking in emotions you know they actually controlled by emotions so like your mind doesn't have 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 strength you see a, 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 a maybe i think i can make it worse <laughs> so in class you see a teacher and you can see she's not wearing mm. revealing stuff mm. and then there she's teaching your mind is far <laughs> <laughs> your mind is is far you imagining some other stuff but somehow because you have your, your morals your your conscience but the problem is that it's hard for your heart to submit because even though you know but the mind doesn't have strength mm. so right there someone just says um you this like you were saying i'm angry you know already i'm not thinking about i'm wrong mm. so but then if I'm just immediately, I, immediately I hear a word, someone is speaking to me. How? Right there in that moment, you know? Uh, I believe probably you didn't just get to a point where you can just forgive. No. You know what I'm it saying? Takes work. So what, what is a, a practical step? You know what I'm saying? Okay. So just imagine that. So I've, I preach at many different churches, different places. Yeah. And many times in the congregations, there's women that sit like that. Yeah. So you're talking, you look, there's the woman mm. that's, that, that's there. Yeah. I had a young lady came to me one day, and she was in our church for quite a while, and she'd come every now and again, and she had this extremely low cut. Yeah. And I know on the radio, people can't see my hands, but mm. imagine the worst top you can imagine with no bra. Yeah. 
And she came to me and she said to me, Pastor Kenneth, it was after the service, she said to me, I would never come back to your church again. Mm. I said to her, why is that? She said, because the men are ogling my breasts. And I looked at her, I said, you know what? I'm having a very difficult time not seeing them myself because mm. they're sticking out everywhere. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. You can take that image and say, Yo, now let's be real here. God created a man and a woman to like each other. I want to use the word like. Mm. We, some people say lust, have sex, whatever thing is. We created so that women and men like each other. It's plain and simple. When you see a picture of a woman and she's beautiful, you are programmed to like that. Okay. Mm. So now, I knew the man that she was talking about. And I could see his reaction around her. He was an older gentleman. He was just like, what? He couldn't believe it. Okay. So let me ask you this. Did he sin or did she sin? Did he sin or did she cause him to sin? They, uh, uh, they... So I, I cannot, re I don't, I don't have full context mm. because when he saw her, what did he do I don't know it? what happened in his mind. So, so listen to this. Yeah. For me, she, she caused the man to slip and fall in his mind. Yeah. Okay. So I looked at that and I mean, can you imagine talking to a woman and you don't know where to look? Mm. That's not fair. Yeah. Okay. So have I, have I chosen to go and look there? No. No. Okay. So I felt sorry for that guy because when you see a naked woman, you can't unsee her. Mm. I was telling the other day, I opened a new Bible app. Mm. As I opened it on the left, on the right-hand side, something swung over and there was a half-naked woman. Mm. I was like, what? Mm. On a Bible app. But I had seen that woman. You cannot unsee her. Yeah. So what do you do with that thought? And this is where the key is. Yeah. It's what you do with that thought. Straight away, Father... I've seen this woman. I can't unsee it. It's stuck in my mind. Yeah. My imagination is there. I'm, I'm like, what do I do with this? Already you're in right standing with God. Yeah. It's the moment you say, yo, that thing's lacquer. Mm. I'm going to take that home. Yo, I'm going to keep that in my picture. Imagine, yo, imagine if I had a, sure, was she a church for me today? Yo. And you start chewing on that thing like a toffee again. Yeah. And that thing leads to sin. Yeah. That leads to you to doing other funny things. Yeah. It's what you do at that moment with it that can mm -hmm. determine the rest of your day. Yeah. It can determine if by the night time you're now begging God to forgive you yeah. because you've done something. Okay. Yeah. So we actually had to, in our church, had to stand at the door. And, and uh, yeah, I had a big debate on Facebook the other day. Mm. Somebody said we must dress modestly when we come to church. Well, when my church is, we used to have prostitutes come in there. Mm. So how do you tell a woman that comes in there She's a prostitute hey, You must dress modestly mm. She comes there That's her job To flirt her, her goods She's selling her goods So what happens is When that lady comes And then she's born again And she slowly but surely Starts to come back to church And love us And we're building a relationship We say to a young lady Let me explain to you The value of your body mm. And with a, within a moment she realizes, hey, I'm not yet to sell myself. I'm here because God has called me. Yeah. So I would be naive as a pastor to say to you, yes, no, when I see a woman like that, I, I, I just block it out of my mind. Mm. What? Show me a man that can do that. I want to learn that trick. Yeah. Okay? You have to 
in your mind decide am i going to imagine this thing and pull it to its full yeah. conclusion yeah. or am i going to cut it and say okay, i don't yeah. lord i've seen this thing i've seen this beautiful woman please just take her out of my mind yeah okay a young man's mind because this is what we must be very careful of we think that a young man's mind is different to an older man's mind mm. it's exactly the same we have the same opportunity to do a good thought in our mind or a bad thought mm. God has created us to look and see and desire a woman. Yeah. Many churches, and, and I told the story before, and maybe I'm going to say it again. I'd come out from school, and there was a car dealership five blocks down the road. I went to Forest Isle. Mm. And the guys would be having a prayer meeting. And they'd pull me in and say, Kenny, come pray here with us. And the one guy would say to me, Kenny, did you lust after the woman today? <laughs> I didn't want to lie to us, Uncle. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> And in the name of Jesus, they were casting, come out, your spirit of lust. Yeah. Every day I think, oh, there's that one girl I like, I really find her attractive. And, oh, she's, uh, what do you do? You start turning yourself insane. Yeah. Okay. The thing is this. In the morning, you get up, you establish your day. Yeah. Word of God, pray. I can tell you now, the days you don't establish your day, you're going to have a difficult time mm. not focusing on mm. those things. And they are around us all over. You cannot watch TV without some beautiful woman being paraded on TV. Mm. Uh, YouTube, WhatsApp, it's there. It's constantly there. Yeah. What do you do with it? It's a constant fight. Mm. It's a constant fight. So you, your decision is, do I take that picture and keep it? Mm. Or do I say, okay, all right, Lord, uh, uh, please help me with this. And you will. Yeah. You will. So think about this. Go back a hundred years. There was no such thing as porn. You can see what a man a hundred years ago saw. He, wouldn't, he would take a hundred years to see the pretty naked woman that we've seen mm. in our lifetime. Think about it. Go back 500 years. What were the chances of a man 500 years ago seeing a naked woman? His wife on the wedding night. Mm. We have opportunity the whole day. I can go on my Facebook here and just scroll and I can guarantee you that something's coming up with a pretty woman, showing her breasts, showing her pretty lips, maybe made a little emoji with bigger, smaller ears and bigger breasts. I don't know what they want to do. You have an opportunity every single day of seeing these things that other men never ever had to deal with. Mm. We're living in a society where young men are bombarded with imagination, imagination, imagination. Then one day when we get married, the woman gets pregnant, she puts on a little bit of weight. We're looking at TV, we're thinking, yeah, my wife's getting a bit plump there. I like them thin. And our imagination starts to play with us. Mm. My wife's not good enough because she doesn't look like that woman on the porn site. Mm. Be very careful. Yeah. We have power over our thoughts. Yeah. We don't have power over what we see. Please, don't, don't try and get it mixed up. When you see that woman, it's, uh, we see them. It's what you do with that thought after. Mm. I don't know if women battle with the same thoughts. Uh, I can, you know, one of the most difficult things on the planet is to work out a woman's mind because yeah. they think differently than us. Yeah. But I, I think they still think the same things. Yeah. Uh, maybe we must get a young lady on here one day and they all can tell us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, because um, like what you were saying, if you, if you go back to 100 years ago, yeah. The the environment was was very different. Yeah. So um 
it's something that myself I had to to deal with. You know, if if you had to go to my uh, 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 YouTube, even if you search for, if even if you search for uh, a porn stuff, those stuff won't pop out. Yes, because I've actually set. Do you understand? So I'm I'm the one who decide the environment that surrounds right. me. So I think it's just one way uh, uh, to also like adding to what you were saying of mm. of being practical. Yes. So some of the things I think, uh, but it's up to you. Don't set up <laughs> yourself for failure. You know. Yeah. So it's up to you if you want Facebook or you don't <laughs> want Facebook. You know. But don't allow something that will take you straight yeah. to hell. Yeah. So with having said that, I see our time is up, and uh, walk the talk. Yeah. With Pastor K. Yeah. Have a good day. Active FM. Radio has never been better.